welcome back to In Gear with the Shop. I'm your host, AJ Hecht. This episode, I'm joined by Greg Ward, the owner and manager of his Massachusetts shop, Greg's Restorations. Known for their high-end restorations and resto mods, Greg and his team have found their niche restoring vintage 4x4 vehicles, which ultimately helped launch Ward to a top 12 finish in the 2022 SEMA show Battle of the Builders. During our conversation, we'll talk about how the restoration market has changed, the shop's growing YouTube presence, picking your jobs, and a lot more. So now it's time to get in gear with Greg Ward. I'm here with Greg Ward, owner and shop manager of Greg's Restorations. Greg, thanks for coming on the show. No problem. Nice to meet you as well. Yeah, thanks. Well, let's just start out by telling us a little bit about your shop. I mean, what markets do you serve? How many employees do you have? Where are you guys located? That kind of um, stuff. So my company is Greg's Restorations. Uh, we're located in Rutland, Massachusetts. It's actually the geological center of Massachusetts. Okay. It's kind of like a funny phrase I usually talk about. Um, yeah. Is a road next to us that's called Center Tree. So there's actually there's <laughs> a, a, a tree that's um, chained off that's like the center of Massachusetts. So it's kind of cool. Um, Very cool. We started yeah. here in 2011. I've been here um, just about 12 years now, going on. Um, mm -hmm. So started the business when I was 21. You know, every kid's dream in high school is to own a classic car or a classic mm -hmm. truck and drive it to high school. So that's how this business started. Um, cool. Wanted to have a cool truck for high school. So we uh, restored a, you know, old Toyota Land Cruiser because I, you know, I was into off-roading and, you know, like, yeah, like the old Land Cruisers back in high school. So, uh, you know, here we are, you know, now. So um, Very we do cool. a lot. We specialize a lot in um, vintage four-wheel drives. That's okay. kind of like my niche, mm -hmm. um, blazers, Broncos, land cruisers, scouts. Um, you know, we do a few Jeepsters, do a lot of Toyota pickups. Um, our kind of highlight to fame here is we restored the 1985 Toyota pickup from the film back to the future. <laughs> Very cool. Yeah. That's, that's a good little, little tidbit to have on your resume there. Um, yeah. It, do you guys do more pure restoration or are you kind of working uh, in the rest of a little bit of too? everything? Okay. Um, we do, you know, like right now we're doing a, like a, I think it's a 67 Jeepster, um, commando four wheel drive. And that's more of a, I would say stock restoration. Okay. Um, but as you know, we went to SEMA mm -hmm. this past year and, you know, brought two custom vehicles. So we dabble a little bit in both. Um, I like to do everything a little different. I don't mm -hmm. like to do like the same thing over and over again. So sure. Well, yeah. how, how do you feel like the restoration and resto mod market has changed in these last, you know, 10 plus years that you've been uh, running your shop there? Uh, it's definitely, it changes. It changes every couple of years, changes mm -hmm. every years, you know? So um, like COVID made us even busier. Yeah. You know, a lot of, a lot of business went out of business. We got, busier <laughs> so yeah. you know everybody was sitting at home and you know looking at the cars and the projects they had and like oh we got to do something so mm -hmm. um definitely the four-wheel drive market has gotten a lot um busier 
I would say, um, over the last five, six years. Um, so where we are, we're located up in Massachusetts. We have a little island um, called Nantucket and Martha's Vineyard. We've got two little islands up here. Yeah. And you can drive on the beaches, I'm pretty sure around most of the island, with a beach pass. So oh, we get okay. a lot of, yeah, so we get a lot of, um, you know, high-end clients that want four-wheel drive trucks and SUVs to go out on the beach with. So um, that took off a, That took off pretty big. Yeah. Um, and then doing the Back to the Future truck and all that notoriety with that kind of made mm-hmm. everything go cool. So what are some trends that you've seen, some new products that have kind of stood out to you lately that have, um, you know, really kind of taken off or, you know, just flying off the shelves for you guys? Um, I would just say like, it's really hard to say because everything changes like everything's so like everything's so random here what we're doing um mm-hmm. you know but like doing a lot of you know v8 swaps and a lot of you know customizations to the vehicles um i guess is kind of like one of the hot things i guess um but everything we do here is so different so it's mm-hmm. like hard to like pinpoint like um what is like trendy because it's like you know, sure. like right now we got like a, a 57 Thunderbird next to a 80, 86 Toyota pickup. So it's, uh, um, there's a lot going on. A lot of, I guess a lot of things that people are doing are we're doing like the radio conversions on, on a lot of the cars. So like, um, like they'll send out their, their factory radio and mm-hmm. have the old school radio modded to have all the, the modern features on it. It's kind of cool. That's, that's interesting that you guys are working on stuff outside that four by four market. I mean, is that something yeah. that you set out to do? I mean, I know you mentioned that you started out by, you know, yeah, restoring kinda, the Land Cruiser. So I like doing them. That's kind of like my roots mm-hmm. is doing the, the classic four wheel drives. Um, so that's what I like most. And then as you, if you watch our YouTube channel as well, um, it has a lot of four wheel drive stuff that we push. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I like to work on what I like. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, if you don't love what you do, then it's not fun to come to work, I guess. So, yeah, no, yeah. fair enough. So we try to try to work on like what the guys like to work on, what I like to work on. So I guess one of the things that's kind of changed over the course here is we've kind of narrowed down to what we want to work on mm-hmm. instead of working on like everything yeah um we still get customers from the area that we've had for years um mm-hmm. but you know we try to just i guess we're trying to just pinpoint like what is most profitable and um what was what was the point where you realized that hey i i can be a little more picky about what projects we take on and what was that like for you to make that realization oh, i was good um it just it's not fun working on stuff you don't want to yeah. and like rust we, we deal with a lot of like rust up here in new england so sure, before yeah. we had to pick up a lot of rust jobs a lot of new england cards that have been here forever that just were really rusty and you know i mean not to not complain at all i mean rust pays the bills you know what i mean and <laughs> yeah. um but you know working on trash really wasn't fun you know what sure. i mean so we yeah. had to work our way up to where we are now now we got like every job down the shop right now is like, you know, really high end restos. Um, so it's, it's nice to be able to pick and choose and, mm-hmm. um, 
but we're still a small shop. We're still not like, you know, some of the big shops out there that are, you know, been doing this for 30, 40 years. So, yeah. um, so, so have, have you tried to kind of manage the growth then? Has that been kind of the key to, yeah. to getting to this point? Yep. Even, uh, even, you know, picking employees and, you know, this is, it's a thriving industry, but there's no new people coming aboard really. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't, I guess they don't, you know, a lot of the schools I kind of watch around here, they kind of, some of the trade schools got rid of the automotive programs and, oh, wow. you know, the kids, the young kids really don't have um, sentimental to cars anymore. I don't know. It was different when I was in high school and, mm -hmm. you know, we went to uh, an actually a little, like a touch a truck event for the kids up at the high school a couple of weeks ago, just to, we try to do stuff for the community and stuff and, cool. you know, be present. And yeah. we brought two pretty cool trucks up there and kids, all they cared about was like the free candy from the person next to us. You know <laughs> what I mean? And I've always, yeah. me, when I was, I would have been all over the trucks I brought, you know, mm -hmm. but that's how I grew up. My dad had a four wheel drive truck. We always used to go four wheeling, you know, mm -hmm. so it was different back when I was a kid. So, um, but times change, you know, but yeah. it's still, we're still busy, you know, and mm -hmm. a lot of it is because I don't think a lot of people are hands-on anymore. Mm -hmm. So um, a lot of people just want to pay to have stuff done, which is fine. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, which it's good. So, yeah. Well, I want to switch gears here a little bit. You did mention your YouTube channel. Um, yes. You guys do have a great following on there. You've gotten some pretty good traction. Um, I was curious how that started and and how that has also changed over the years, because it looks like it's been around for a little while. It was actually an idea from a employee back, oh God, six, seven years ago. Um, he was into the YouTube stuff and, mm -hmm. you know, we were just learning how to run the shop and stuff like that. And um, I was like, fine, let's let's make some YouTube videos. And, you know, if you go back on the channel and watch the first video that I did, you know, it's kind of you know geeky i guess you would say you know and um it was fun and then it just grew you know we did a couple of videos and i got really good at doing it mm -hmm. um you know it's a lot of it is you got to want to do the videos like some of the guys here they don't care about mm -hmm. the videos as much um but like i strive to do it because that's how we get the good restoration jobs like mm -hmm. i'm on average if we put out a good video we're getting a, I would say one good full restoration from the job. So if I put all the effort into doing the video, we're getting another job out of it at the end because wow. people are watching the stuff. So, um, yeah, it's, we even did a video. Um, I was looking at the traction of the video and only got like 10,000 views on a certain video we did, but I got a full restoration out of the job. So because wow. someone local saw it and, you know, so it, what I've learned is it doesn't matter. All it matters is if just one person sees it, it's the right person. Yeah, sure. Um, so you just keep trying and, you know, and we just try to get better at every video and, um, you know, just, mm -hmm. and the guys watch them and they try to, you know, make it better. And we got a good guy that works for us that does some of our drone stuff and our editing. So um, cool. he's local did, as well. Did it start out as, you know, was it supposed to be a way to try and attract customers or was it just kind of something that you guys were um, doing for fun? I think fun? it was always a way to try to attract customers, but it was also something to do for fun. Mm -hmm. um, but it's, uh, I enjoy the time-lapse videos. 
I've mm-hmm. always been into doing like taking pictures from the start of the project to the end of the project. Mm-hmm. Um, so we just, it doesn't take any effort. It's just more of a habit. You just got to set up the camera and make sure that it's going all day and moving around with it. It doesn't really take much to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, just some, some people that just, they don't want to be bothered with it. So yeah. Um, yeah, I'm pretty, pretty adamant about, you know, making the time-lapse camera. And then, you know, we just put a little stuff into it and it, it all comes together at the end of it, you know, and, mm-hmm. um, but you got to also have a good, um, be able to be able to talk on camera and stuff like that. Like, you know, mm-hmm. when I first started, I was really nervous about being on camera and just kind of shy and, you know, get, but I've kind of grown out of it now. So. Good. That's how I, that's how I felt starting this podcast. So I, I, I feel for you there. Um, yeah. is, have you found from current customers or, or the people whose car you're working on that they've appreciated having that kind of record of what you yeah. guys did out there? Has that been helpful to you guys at all in, in terms of like return business? It puts a, like a stamp on like what we do, you know, mm-hmm. it, you know, sets us aside from the other shops that are around that are doing kind of the same stuff that what we're doing. Um, mm-hmm. It also gives meaning to like what we're working on. And we only try to do like sentimental projects, mm-hmm. um, stuff that matters. So like, um, like I, like I talked to before about um, like, you gotta, we only like to work on certain things that we like. Mm-hmm. So um, it's, it's nice to, you know, when we're doing the videos and stuff like that, it's nice to have that. Um, at the end of the project and then the customers really can see the the whole project from start to to the end because some of them don't understand the whole restoration process yeah you know but it gives them uh, they it's you know everybody has bragging rights when you have the video <laughs> sure do you guys do your own editing and production and stuff or or yeah. do you guys farm that out you do it your own, um, so we have a guy that works for us um, his name's Adam he does a lot of our um so he actually, it was, I'll start, I'll start at the beginning when we started doing this YouTube stuff. He, we started talking about YouTube doing all this stuff. And then he came, he actually reached out to us and was like, Hey, I want to, you know, see if you guys want to do some videos and stuff. And his business was just starting out too. I'm like, yeah, let's try it. And it just, we just matched perfect. You know, he's, he's cool. in the cars just like us and he's been doing with us ever since. So um, he's local and, um, but he, we do farm out some of our editing um, okay. just because I don't, I can't, do everything every single day. Yeah, of course. Well, yeah, I was curious if, you know, if you had any background in that at all or, or if. No, not really. So yeah. I've been learning as I've been going too. And um, mm-hmm. even, you know, social media is changing too. And it's sure. it's a lot to keep up with every avenue and every business. Um, mm-hmm. So it's, uh, it's, it's tough. You know, this industry's not easy by any means. And that's, probably the reason why not a lot of people do it either. It's so hard. <laughs> sure. But, uh, well, well, so as someone that picked it up from scratch, kind of, I mean, what advice do you have for other shops that are considering adding video to, to their, their offerings and is kind of a marketing tool for them? Yeah. Just, um, you know, just documentation of everything is makes your business better. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the more documentation you have, the more to show the customer, the more they're happy, um, and just be able to show that what you did and, um, like I touched before, just that, you know, you never know where you're going to meet somebody or somebody's going to view something. Um, mm-hmm. so that's kind of the advice I have on that is just, um, 
just document all your stuff. And it's not real hard to um, do the YouTube stuff. It's just buy a couple GoPro cameras, buy a couple mounts, and um, just set them up. It's just, it's, it's more work, but, um, you know, if you want to get bigger and get better, you know, you put the, put the effort in. Sure. Yeah. Um, changing gears a little bit. Have you guys thought about any EV conversions at all? That's kind of something I've been asking a lot of people lately. Yeah, we have, um, I'm kind of, a you know, gasoline forever kind yeah. of guy, but yeah, sure. you know, it's like, I've been telling people I was having a conversation with somebody last week about it. I don't disagree with EV. Mm -hmm. um it's definitely has its place mm -hmm. in some of the stuff because like you know times are changing and stuff like that yeah. um i definitely want to try something at some point mm -hmm. um i've been trying to figure it out i have a an old tucker snowcat that i was thinking of converting over to ev um That'd but cool. it's kind of so original and i kind of wanted to keep that the way it is so Mm -hmm. Yeah, we've had people reach out for the EV stuff. Mm -hmm. um, the the truck we brought to SEMA, the Kaiser Willys Jeep, um, we talked about making that EV before we ended up going to um, the gas, the engine swap we did in it. So there is still talk of it. Um, mm -hmm. It's still new on my radar. Um, sure. But we'll get there someday, you know. Mm -hmm. um, but you, I'm guessing you see a lot of it in everywhere. Um, I mean, we're, we're hearing more and more about it. Um, I, I feel like it's still kind of the, the, it, it's not quite as prevalent as the, the amount of conversation would suggest, but I, I think it's going to continue to grow. Um, yeah. But are, are you guys doing anything to prepare for that maybe eventual situation where you guys do have to convert start converting um, things to electric I'm, I'm dreading it it's just because <laughs> um it's like you said the, the the industry changes so much um every couple of years so i'm mm -hmm. guessing in the next few years we're going to have to make you know changes to be able to start doing it um mm -hmm. it's just we're not trained in it you know so it's uh we just have to we'll let the figure as we go you know mm -hmm. so i'm uh i'm eager to do one at some point um yeah. you know it's gonna be the perfect thing like a like, you know a few volkswagen peoples have asked have asked about it and mm -hmm. we had a land cruiser customer ask about it too um it would probably be a good swap for um like one of the the island people that we do um on the antarctic or martha's vineyard because they're only going you know 50 miles a day maybe mm -hmm. so the rain could work um and it's such a small tight community down there so yeah. um I'd like to do a land cruiser at some point with it. It's uh yeah, it'd be cool. Let's hope I don't get any backlash from the <laughs> and stuff like that. Yeah, no, I, I think that's probably just the way it's going to have to go here pretty soon, but uh, yeah. that's cool. Well, I, I do want to end on, um, we're, we're running out of time here, but I do want to okay. talk about the, the battle of the builders. Um, you took a 97 or 71 land cruiser to the SEMA show, finished top 12 in the battle of the yes. builders. Correct. What yep. was that experience like? Um, and what advice do you have for other builders who, are trying to accomplish that goal. So we just winged it is <laughs> really, that's how I got to put it. You know, the year before we went to SEMA, we checked, checked it out for a couple of days, try to connect with a few, few different people, um, trying to get some, like, we're bringing some cars next year and didn't really get the fall, the feedback that I wanted. Mm -hmm. So I was like, you know, I, I saved up some money and I was like, you know what, let's just do this and we'll set up as a booth. 
um, because we'll bring our stuff ourselves and we'll advertise the vehicles ourselves because a lot of the business there are you know promoting their product yeah not just you you know your car's at their booth so Mm -hmm. we wanted to go and promote our name only Mm -hmm. um and you know we'll have we have products there that were helped helped us get along like you know retro manufacturing gave us a sound system and stuff like that so um but you know we just we picked up the spot we wanted and um yeah it just took a lot of dedication in the back office getting all the paperwork done um you know the renderings um not showing our product until it got there there was Mm -hmm. a lot of things we had to follow until we got there um that a lot of people don't know about um Mm -hmm. thank god i got the we had two two people in the office that were helping us with everything so and then uh we never expected to make top 40 or even top 12 Mm -hmm. we just were going to promote the shop and try to make connections and we did it you know it's just Mm -hmm. having a dedicated staff and you know just following all the guidelines the rules they ask yeah well what was that experience like for you to be kind of recognized for the the work that you guys did on i was blown away it was uh like i was telling somebody the other day it was the most amount of work i've ever had to do in my life and (laughs) yeah it was just nonstop for 14 hours a day if, sure. if even more, it was, you know, it's you getting up at six o'clock in the morning, if mm-hmm. not earlier, and then getting ready, then going down to the trade show. Um, and then you're there all day doing the filming and the questions. And um, mm-hmm. it was a couple long days, um, but we were also, we're from the East Coast. So we had to go out earlier, set yeah. up. So I was in Vegas for like 10 days. Oh, man. So, it's a long time to be in Vegas. It's a long time to be in <laughs> Vegas. Never mind on, you know, so a vacation, yeah. but it was a lot of work. Um, yeah. So uh, we'll be back going back. Uh, I don't think we're not, we're not going this year, um, but we're going to go back next year. Cool. Well, the, the build itself, was that just a build for a client or did you yep. kind of have a lot of say? It was, a build, and... it was a build for a client, but the customer let me build it the way that I would build it, the way yeah, I yeah. wanted it. He really didn't. He asked for advice. Mm-hmm. instead of telling me how he wanted it and i would just you know i would give him the ideas that i had mm-hmm. and he would agree with it you know most of the time 95 percent of the time but you know <laughs> he had a lot of influence in it as well yeah um you know, like he picked up the you know wheels and tire packages and he you know set the height but like when it got down to like the really custom stuff under the hood he took our advice you know mm-hmm. you know we've been doing land cruisers more than half my life so he he knew yeah. in right hands, you know? Yeah, for sure. Awesome. Well, Greg, that was great. Thanks so much for coming on the show. Sounds good. Thank you. Thanks again to Greg for coming on the show this month. If you want to learn more about Greg's restorations, just head to gregsrestorations.com. If you enjoyed this episode, you can listen to our full backlog of interviews wherever you listen to your podcasts, which includes SoundCloud, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Also, head over to theshopmag.com where you can subscribe to the magazine and our daily e-newsletter and stay up to date on all of the latest news in the automotive aftermarket. That's all I've got this time, so thanks again for tuning in. I'm your host, AJ Hecht. Cheers. Cheers.